Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host Justin McElroy, and I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, I don't know why we've been wasting our time with medicine. Well, uh, okay, I I went to medical school for four years, and I've done a three-year residency in order to to tell you about med. I mean, I don't know if I You're do right. it in a podcast. I didn't speak accurately. Wait, should I start right? Um, okay. Let me try again. Let's start with anatomy. No, let me try again. I don't know why you've been wasting your time with medicine because I was reading on um, a poster that had a cat on it mm -hmm. and it said laughter. Those are the best sources of information. It said laughter is the best medicine. So I don't know why. What was the cat doing? Laughing. Just laughing. The cat was laughing? Laughing. There was another cat doing something silly and that first cat was And the laughing. first cat was laughing. Just laughing. And... Um, the cat was tickled. So I'm saying, why didn't you learn just how to tickle great? Is that the first class? In med school? Mm -hmm. No. But it's the best medicine. No, I, we're not directly discouraged from tickling our patients. Like there's not a, I mean, that's not like one of I part of the Hippocratic on, Oath. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but generally speaking, it's assumed you won't tickle your patients. Please don't tickle your patients. Please don't tickle your patients. Um, but I, okay, so... Tickling. Not a medical treatment. Not a medical treatment. Laughter, not the best medicine. You just kind well, of debunked no, that pretty quick. I'm not, I'm not saying, okay, la I would not say that laughter is the best medicine. We've talked about laughter before on this show. Right. I'm not saying laughter is bad for you. In fact, it's probably good for you. But I mean, in some cases, like let's say you got syphilis, penicillin is better than laughter. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. So. It's accurate. Now tickling, I don't think that it could be used as medicine necessarily, but I do think it's interesting to talk about. It's a it's a medical adjacent phenomenon. Well, then let's. Right. It's a weird thing the human body does, and that falls within our jurisdiction. Let's do it. Let's talk about tickling. So, Justin, what do you know what tickling is? Yeah, it's when you squinch. Squinch on somebody's tum tum or somebody's. You squinch on them. You squinch on them under on right. the tum tum, or you do the cow bite thing on uh -huh. the leg, where you me measure how big their hand is, and then you tickle them that far from the kneecap, and that you just squeeze, and they mm -hmm. don't. They're like, "Don't squeeze me there." Right. Which okay. Yeah. If they so, don't laugh, tickling is basically like assault. <laughs> so you have to be very careful. Yeah, actually, it. Well, we'll get into that. It can be. Okay. So tickling in general is, is some sensation of something either moving lightly across your skin. That's actually one kind of tickling. Like, you know, that like you feel something 
like like a hair, a stray hair brushes across your skin. Like right or... on the roof of your mouth. That one always gets me. You scrape mm-hmm. something across the roof of your mouth. Yeah. And and then there's also obviously intentional tickling, which can be a little, um, I don't want to say rougher. It's like squinches. <laughs> yeah. But like, a, like a, it is a, it is a, a more pressure applied maneuver. And, it, and then in the associated response, laughing, smiling, withdrawing from it, that's part of tickling. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's not happening, you're not tickling. If that's not happening, if you're not laughing, you ain't being You're not tickled. doing it right. We all tend to be ticklish in fairly similar areas. And I mean, it varies from person to person, the degree and which spot is the most ticklish. But generally speaking, underarms, sides of the torso, the neck, the knee, the midriff, the perineum is very ticklish. Ah, yes. The taint. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank you very much. Also, your belly button. We're not allowed to curse on this show, so Tate's as good as it gets here. That's, I'm glad. Just really indulge in that. I'm tickled now. Just really I'm enjoy tickled. yourself. That's what I'm saying. Um, and your ribs. Classically. Classic ribs. Yeah. Uh, Aristotle talked about tickling. Mm-hmm. We've talked about tickling as long as we've talked, because it's interesting. And uh, it, Aristotle thought that it was the privilege of humans. He thought that, that humans had, that all of our senses were heightened above all of other animals. And so tickling being, you know, a form of our sense of touch of, of, you know, our sensation feeling would also be more heightened. And so that only humans would be able to tickle, be tickled. Mm-hmm. It was just a privilege of humanity. Um, so are you saying that no animals other than humans can be tickled? No, Aristotle was wrong. Oh, you can tickle a rat. No, I can't, actually. A lot of people do. We'll talk about the studies. A lot of people like to tickle rats. Uh, But no, all primates can be tickled. And actually, there's something called trout tickling. I thought that was interesting. I was like, Aristotle thinks only humans can be tickled, but so can trouts. Trouts? Okay, so trout tickling, as far as I can tell, is not, it's it's not like tickling as we think of it. I had to read about this because I thought this can't, I, surely I'm misinterpreting this. If you like gently stroke the underbelly of a trout, it will go into a trance. <laughs> and then you can just, you know, grab it. It's a way easier way of catching them. Huh? Yeah, it's an easier way of catching trout, but they call it trout tickling. Okay. There are like other names for it, but trout tickling is one of them. Okay, so, fine. Uh, like weird. Shakespeare wrote about it, like trickly, tickling trouts. So okay. like Twelfth Night or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Not euphemistically, he wrote about it literally. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Plato also pondered why why do we why do we tickle why do we tickle and why be tickled tickle, why do we tickle, and uh, and he focused a lot on the angle of that it's it's a humans enjoy pleasure that's mixed with pain. Oh yes. And salt, so salt and pepper. Exactly. So tickling falls into that kind of that kind of realm. Sugar and spice. <laughs> and this is why there was actually throughout the centuries there were in some royal courts court ticklers <laughs> good gig this good is, gig if you can get it this is real and usually um anybody could be tickled but it, uh for instance a lot of the times this was done for like the czarinas so these were female royalty being tickled so if you're going to have female royalty being tickled the only proper thing is to either have female ticklers mm-hmm or eunuchs actually eunuchs. would be. I was about to guess eunuch ticklers. Yeah. And what a what a noble reason to become a eunuch, so you can. So you can tickle, tickle those arena's feet. Yeah. And that was basically what they would do. They would be positioned down at their feet. They would have their feet propped up, probably on something very fancy looking and ornate. I bet they have like tickling stools. I didn't find those, but I, you know there was some sort of tickling footrest. Yeah. 
and they would prop their feet up and then the court ticklers would stand at their feet and tickle them with feathers or their fingers or whatever and uh and i mean like this was like catherine the great and elizabeth and then they had their feet tickled and the idea and, and while they did this they would also have to like tell them kind of raunchy stories or <laughs> sing songs that were make a whole afternoon of it yeah that were kind of inappropriate the whole idea was that this was trying to get like to help these women get aroused oh yes that was the whole purpose. It was very oh. intentional. This was like foreplay. This was something to get you in the mood so that later on for their for their lovers, they would be be pre-tickled. There you go. All right. Got to get your ladies pre-tickled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there are different. Uh, Valerie, are you being tickled in there? Uh, yes, Stephen. Uh, Valerie, I have to go into the office tonight. I, I know. Ugh, like, <laughs> no. That, okay. I'm assuming, uh, we are, you're assuming the women don't want to be tickled. No, I'm not. These, these arenas may have very much enjoyed the tickling. I'm just saying. In fact, that, I have no reason to believe they didn't I'm enjoy the tickling. I'm saying tickling is a wild precursor, but again, not going to yuck any yums, whatever fruits your loops. If you, if, if that's your bag there are a lot of people very into tickling cool that's cool that's not you you're very ticklish so not not you no it's not okay no i don't want to get it (laughs) twisted this is not about i'm uh, it's like it's not your lover doing the tickling someone else is getting the like went out into the cold and put the key in the ignition and turn the car on and let it heat up like a fluffer okay stop it move on there are different types of tickling (laughs) clearly (laughs) I mean, clearly there are two there are two large categories of tickling. A lot of what we've been talking about is gargalesis. That's that's when you when you tickle someone, when okay. you like intentionally go over and, you know, you're having a tickle fight or when I'm Justin hates being tickled. I don't it, no. Do you know what the, you the, do? The, you hate no, you react very violently. You're that, very ticklish. You it's hate not it. That, it's not that I hate being tickled. I hate when people I love tickle me because I'm always afraid I'm going to lash out out of my own control sure i don't want to hurt anybody you're just so strong and powerful i'm very strong and very powerful and i don't want to hurt anyone this is flailing this is different than nismesis which is a different kind of tickling we won't spend as much time on it but it's that sensation that kind of light itchy sensation when you know like i said like when a when a strand of hair kind of brushes across your neck in the wrong way you know what i mean yeah that that feeling it is a kind of tickling um it's the same sort of feeling you'd get like if a bug, like a small spider or something landed on you. Okay. And which is probably the purpose of it. Why do you get that sensation? Ah, is there an attacker? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is there an insect on me? Is something about to crawl on me that could bite me or sting me or kill me or whatever? And so that sensation makes you immediately grab at it, scratch at it, brush it off, that oh, kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's also helpful for grooming. This is probably also like a vestigial grooming prior to, to mirrors to know where kind the of thing. And stuff are at. Exactly, because you have that sensation or like if you've got like a big clot of dirt or something, I don't know, on your face, you feel it and go, huh, I think there's something on my face. Yeah. So that's one kind of tickling. Gargalesis, like I said, is that deeper, rougher touch that makes people laugh. And, and this is humans and, and all primates and rats can be tickled. Uh, there are lots of studies on tickling rats. Ugh. 
because they can be. Yeah. And we're interested. And it's kind of cool. I actually read one researcher was saying, you know, we spend so much time researching the more negative sides of human emotions, you know, the more negative extremes so that we can understand better conditions like depression and anxiety and that kind of thing. But we don't spend a lot of time researching things that make us happy, like tickling. And so that's why he likes to go into it. He likes to study tickling because it's a it's a happy thing. It makes him happy. I think that that's but I think that that's human. I think that the things that make us happy, we attribute a kind of magic to and we don't necessarily want to delve deeper into the scientific explanations of it because it's like trying to explain a joke where you lose the magic thing in the trying to understand it better. And I think with when we're talking about sad things or anger or whatever, trying to understand them clinically is a way for us to process them and make them seem conquerable, make them seem like something we can handle. So it makes sense to me. Well, I can see that, but you're not a scientist. So do you. <laughs> so scientists like to study everything. Tell that to the celery I dyed blue in fourth grade. Our our job is to our job is to tell you that I you know what, we don't, magic may be real, it may not, but this is science. That's, so we'll talk to you about that's it. That's fine. I'm this I'm, is not magic. I'm good over here. Go ahead though. Uh so like I said, a lot of people like to tickle rats. They have very similar to re- reactions to humans. Uh although it's more like a squeaking. It's not like laughing, but they emit like a high pitched squeal when you tickle them. Like as if rats could not be worse. <laughs> Let's but tickle them. They they enjoy it. If you tickle a rat, it will kind of scurry away and then come back for more tickling. <laughs> Can it's we, like fun. Can like there's this, this section, big, there's this, this big hand tickling. For me. I'm imagining someone like, ooh, tickling a rat. There's, there's a reaction. I love this. <laughs> what an excellent way to spend my career tickling rats. Stop. Move on, please. Anything else? There's a reaction. I thought this was interesting. They, how do they know that rats enjoy it? There's something I found that scientists like to call joy jumps, Ugh. which are... Which are not just in rats. It's a, it's a, they see it in lots of different animals, including humans. They also see it in guinea pigs and dogs and foxes and lambs. And basically it's, they described it as jumping with both your legs together. Okay. They said little kids will do this a lot when they're excited, when they're happy and full of joy and rats do it too. And so it's a way of knowing like, oh, they're liking this. They did a joy jump. Okay. I don't do that much. I don't think. No, no, we're in our (laughs) thirties. All our joy jumps are in the rearview mirror. The purpose of these studies is that they've they've located a tickle center in the brain, so they can stimulate your tickle center and make you feel tickled, even if you're not being tickled. Yeah, there you go. Why do we tickle? Why? Why? Nasty. Why in the world would this be something the human body does? I have no idea. I mean, because most things that we still have, like there was some it, sort of evolutionary advantage. There's a reason. Like, it seems like if I had to take a wild shot in the dark, and I have not looked at your notes, so please do not accuse me of it if I'm right, on the off chance that I'm right. But it seems like uh, something that would be a defense mechanism. Like, hey, you shouldn't be repeatedly causing trauma there. That is that is actually one theory. And I'm going to tell you, there, there are several different theories on this, and it has not been concretely answered. But the smartest people are on my side. The, there are people who believe this has to do with, like, the development of combat moves. So if you... <laughs> like if my you taekwondo look, class? It, yeah. If you look at the areas of the human body that are ticklish, they're also fairly vulnerable areas for attack. Um, and the idea is that... So we're tickled a lot as kids by, like, our parents. Mm-hmm. And so we learn how to reflexively protect those areas. 
This is what, so it's, from this is what I'm saying. Tickling. This is what I'm saying. I'm a green belt. My but, body's a weapon. If you tickle me, I cannot be held responsible for what happens. But, but the, the thing is, what's really interesting is then, so you tickle a kid, they reflexively learn how to protect those areas so you can't tickle them. But what also happens is they laugh and smile, which is a social signal to us as the parents to continue to tickle the child. So it's a feedback loop. It makes us keep tickling them and makes them learn how to protect themselves through this positive social interaction. <laughs> so it's like, I want you to stop, but my body is making me make it seem like I want you to do more. So that so I'll I have learn to how learn to, how to, to defend, fight my dad. So I'll learn how to defend myself. Okay. In a, in a, in a safe way. So... Evolutionary advantage is another theory, and this is similar to the combat moves, but the other thing is just like that social interaction. We learn how to like safely play, physically interact with, again, a lot of a lot of these theories are based on the idea that siblings and parents are like the first ones to usually tickle a child. And so they learn like this is safe interaction and that it also, um, it also teaches us things like, you know, sometimes your parents are going to have to like, let's say that you got a splinter or mm. you got you scraped your knee and it's really dirty and they're going to have to wash it off. They're going to do something to you that doesn't feel good. You know, when they pull that splinter out, it doesn't feel good, but it's it's for your own good. Like it's a safe thing. And because they're your parents, you can trust them to do that. And so sometimes your parents do things that don't seem like they would be a good idea, but they really are. Mm -hmm. Um do you know that baby chimpanzees and baby humans both react to the like, I'm going to get you like you hold your hands up when really? the tickling motion and they both laugh and giggle when you do that. They both uh, get all excited when I do it or when other monkeys do it. Well, I mean, I think for actually for chimpanzee, I mean, I think they've practiced this in the lab oh, so you cool. can you can practice the same thing. Um, can you answer a question for me? Sure. Because uh, it's one that I've wanted to know for so mm -hmm. long. Um, why can't I tickle myself? Oh, I have a whole section on that. I'm going to get there. But first, we're going to go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to... Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool, think of it as the palette. The palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the... Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although 
there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're going to talk about pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or clean up. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, I have to know, why can't I tickle myself? So, Justin, uh, a lot of people have tried to figure out why why we can't. Why is that impossible? And a lot of it has to do with the unpredictability that tickling that's involved with tickling. When someone comes at you to tickle you, you don't know exactly where and when and how and what depth of pressure and all that kind of stuff that sensation is going to occur. And that seems to be that that aspect has to be present for the tickling to occur you have to not be able to predict now when you tickle yourself you know exactly where and when and how deep and all that kind of stuff you're going to be sit on your hand until it falls asleep and then dry it i don't know if that would work probably not okay i don't think so um but if you can predict it then you can't and they they practice this actually with like people who could control a tickling machine to tickle them so they like they they moved the lever and had the little tickler come and tickle them in different places and they couldn't be tickled because they were they were in charge. It's inherently social. It is an inherently social behavior. <sighs> Maybe. This this is still debatable. Okay. Because the other part of this is that we have observed that in some uh people who have schizophrenia, they can tickle themselves. Wow. And it really? has to do with that and we talked about this I think before. We've we've mentioned this that it has to do with in the auditory hallucinations uh, the, that that your brain's inability to completely distinguish between external and internal stimuli. OK, that when you can't uh, you can't tell where the stimulus is coming from, that you may be able to tickle yourself. So you can't tell if that is wow. someone else's hand or your own. Wow. And since those those signals are not firing exactly the same then you might be able to tickle yourself. So wow. that's not across the board, but there there are people who have schizophrenia who are able to tickle themselves. That's fascinating. So, um, and and what's also interesting is that the tickling response is mood dependent. How and they've mean? observed this when they've seen the difference between, like in, in experiments, a parent tickling a child and a stranger tickling a child. When a parent tickles a child, you get more of the laughing and smiling. And, and I mean, they might w- wriggle away. But it's a it looks enjoyable. Whereas when someone they doesn't they don't know tickles the child, the child is more likely to yell or withdraw. They're still being tickled, but it's a very it's a completely different response. So hmm. 
the the way that you respond to tickling or how ticklish you are what you do it really depends on the situation um is the that, the more it? apprehension you have for it mm-hmm. which usually has to do with the more embarrassed you are by it or maybe the more ticklish you are the different your response will be too is there any gender difference like is there men and women either the more or less ticklish no we've never been able to tell any difference it's it seems to be pretty equally distributed obviously some people are more ticklish than others but it gender doesn't play a role um and uh and it it is interesting people who tend to be more embarrassed by tickling tend to be more ticklish that makes sense yeah which kind of makes sense um and they have more anticipation and nervousness so like even before you tickle them they start laughing and i've seen that with you what? if you think i'm about to tickle you you start laughing it's true yeah um they the, in order to try to figure out exactly what you asked me is this just a social thing that's what a lot of people have theorized well, it was just a social interaction thing then um like they've in adolescence the theory is that when you see like teenagers tickling each other it's because they have a lot of sexual energy and they don't quite know what to do with it yet. Yeah. And so this seems like we'll a try this. Mama. This seems like an outlet that nobody will yell at me for. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe we tickle each other now. Um, so they thought, well, maybe it's just social. So in order to try to help answer that question, there were some researchers in California. This was in the 90s who decided to do it with a tickle machine. OK, so their idea was we'll make a tickle machine and then. <laughs> will tickle subjects with both the tickle machine and with human hands and we'll see what their response is and is does it have to be a human because if if tickling is a social thing then a tickle machine shouldn't be able to replicate it but if it is a just a reflex Mm -hmm. then it wouldn't matter Uh, but the problem is after they started working on this they realized well how can you ever ensure that a tickle machine could either do as well as a human or on the flip side, what if a tickle machine is the ideal tickler and is just so good at tickling? Right. So there was no way to control for how the singularity is here. <laughs> there was no there was no way to control for how good at tickling the machine might be. Right. So so instead of actually tickling people with a machine, and I love the idea of this, I kept trying to find a picture of this machine they built. They, they built this machine that was sort of like a box that was like about a computer sized box. And it had like this hose attached to it with like a fake hand on it. And they led subjects into the room across sitting in a chair across from the tickle machine. (laughs) You're in this scenario and you do not stand up and walk out. All of your biological instincts have been dulled by modern society. You are left. You are a babe in the woods. I have to imagine that for most of these experiments, they're like, they're researchers at a college somewhere doing it. And so they're just like paying poor college students like, yeah, you'll do anything for yeah, like 20 bucks, right? Even the most upsetting Twilight Zone jigsaw nonsense. Just, just to keep you in Natty Light for another weekend, yeah. you'll <laughs> you'll come in and let us tickle you with a machine. Anyway, they blindfolded them. And what they would say is... We'll tell you when you're being tickled by a human and we'll tell you when you're being tickled by a machine and you just react. And um, they lied. Hiding underneath the tickle machine, they had like a table with like a tablecloth on it. Hiding underneath the tickle machine was was a person. A pervert? Is that what you were going to say? No, a person. 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 And in reality, they tickled the subject every time. So they were never being tickled by a machine. 
but they told them at times that they were being tickled by a machine. And so if it was a social interaction, if they thought it was just a machine, whether it tickled or not, they wouldn't react. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Well, they laughed the same every time. There was absolutely no difference. And so these researchers argued this is not a social interaction. It's just a reflex. You're just ticklish. It just when you touch these areas, it feels a certain way and you react this way and that's it. So but I'm not saying that's the definitive answer, but there are there are still two schools of thought. Is this some sort of social thing? Is this just a reflex? Is it evolution? Is it? But unless someone has made a machine that could tickle tickle well. It's still hard to say. Then we don't have an answer. No. Like because it could just be that something that we know instinctively like the the social exchange doesn't have to be maybe it's not the tickled but rather the tickler you know that that uh, is making the the connection like they know how to do it i i just i can't imagine a machine tickling me the way a person gets (laughs) sorry maybe i'm a luddite i tried to find tickle machines and it's a on ebay it's a sketchy thing Uh, to start googling i i abandoned that search pretty quickly so um as you mentioned, like we've talked about, not everybody enjoys being tickled and tickling has been used as torture at times um, because it's actually similar to pain responses. They've tried to figure out exactly which nerves cause you to be tinkle, t- tickled and they're similar to some pain responses and they can result in embarrassment. So you have cases of like the Nazis using tickling. Um, there's a there's a punishment mentioned in ancient Japanese texts for some some crimes that fell outside of the criminal code. Mm-hmm. Um, and the punishment is what translates to merciless tickling. <laughs> um, the Romans would actually torture people by applying salt water to the bottom of their feet. They would strap them to a table, put salt water on the bottom of their feet and let a goat lick it off. Ugh. And then just do that over and over and over oh, again. That does sound pretty wrong. Yeah, actually. which which goes beyond tickling because eventually that's going to remove the skin from your feet. So initially it's a tickling torture, but then it's something much worse. And then, as I mentioned, it's also been used on the flip side as pleasure. In addition to the court ticklers and teen ticklers that we talked about, uh, there are tickling spas where you can go get tickle treatments. There's a tickling leagues. If you get check out the documentary Tickled. I was hoping Ooh, you'd mention that. Go on a journey with me and go watch that film. Don't listen to anything else. Don't research it. No, don't just, don't Google it. Don't read about go it. Go watch Tickled. Go watch the film Tickled. Uh, it's a journey. Tickling, they claim at these tickling spots that it will relax you. Basically like a regular massage. And it's like 60 bucks an hour and you get a tickle treatment. Sure. So um, as far as any kind of medical application for tickling... I couldn't really find one that was well documented or researched. I mean, we've talked about laughing being beneficial, but that doesn't necessarily translate to tickling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen like I, I found a couple places where there were privately advertised therapists who use tickling as part of their personal treatment. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's recognized by any like society. I mean, I'm not saying it's condemned. I'm just saying I don't think that's like an evidence based thing. I think that's part of their personal treatment. Mm-hmm. program and they use it for things like depression and PTSD but I found while I found it advertised I found other people highly criticizing it so I, I don't know it's all but it's not evidence-based but I've just I've seen that there are therapists who may apply this in certain cases mm-hmm. I think that's probably pretty rarely done um, and uh, and is there a cure for tickling just stop well I mean if you're very ticklish is there a way to not be ticklish no no, there's not. That's true. You can, and I, I read this mainly when I was uh, looking. I was looking for a cure for tickling, and this is a lot in um like sex 
problems like people looking for sex advice right. and like my partner's really ticklish and I don't mean to tickle them but it keeps we keep trying to become intimate and then it gets disturbed by this tickling and what should I do and and in addition to lots of advice about making sure that your partner cares about the stuff and wants to be less ticklish and all that all that kind of stuff obviously this is with consent but you can actually let the person guide you as you tickle them mm-hmm. and if they have control of your hand they won't be tickled okay because it, we talked about it it's, it's it'd be sort of like tickling yourself you're just involving another person's hand in the process huh. and that can actually kind of help ease you into whatever whatever activity you're about to engage in <laughs> it doesn't cure the tickling but it can alleviate the tickle response in those situations but otherwise you just got to say don't tickle me just say don't tickle me and is, is a rule of thumb if somebody says don't tickle me don't don't unless you're it's your child and you're training them for combat apparently in which case you should just go buck wild no i always stop when charlie tells me to stop tickling her i always stop it's just the thing is then she says okay tickle me more because yeah. kids like being tickled they like being tickled. generally not all generally, but generally all. generally uh folks that's going to do it for us thank you so much for tuning in this week we hope you had fun and enjoyed yourself um thanks to the maximumfun.org network for letting us be a part of their podcasting family um thank you to the taxpayers for letting us use their song medicines as the intro and outro of our program and uh i actually want to say a quick thank you um we have a a post office box um thanks uh someone sent us the life and death game uh, i'm not sure uh, from tc uh does this look infected uh podcast sent neckos uh thanks matt for the cards bonnie of buddy bean boutique for the beautiful dress nina sent a lovely sawbones tumbler that we've used a ton sandra sent a john hunter book adam for a cool mouse ear uh sarah sent comics angelique sent her aunt cheryl's book nick and tiffany sent a gummy science kit that we had a lot of fun with with the chuckster and jess uh, made beautiful troll stickers for Charlie's birthday as she made herself and they're lovely. So mm-hmm. thank you to all you fine folks. Um, you can find other shows that our family makes at macroshows.com along with those PO box addresses if you need those. And uh, that is going to do it for us for this week. So until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paul F. Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. <laughs> Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know.